1: On SENSA, welcome to the Sandful Show. Fierce rivalries. Nothing beats the host plus Sandful League. Nothing beats state pride as well. Dan Menzel, we are here on SENSA. It is another Sandful Show. If you've missed any of it today, we chucked the podcast up too so you can get it wherever you get your podcast. It was a celebration of everything great about South Australian football on Friday night at Adelaide Oval. South Australia, the West End State team getting the job done over WA in the Kia State game. You know what it takes to win state footy men. So before we throw to the head coach, Twiggy Rawlings, what is that feeling like when the siren sounds? I had a look to my left at the western side of Adelaide Oval to see the smiles on the players' faces. You can tell that state footy still means a lot to these boys. Yeah, it does. It's
2: massive to be able to represent your state and play at that level, but also to play with guys of that caliber as well. And it's not just the game. It's the whole lead up to it. It's everything that goes along with it that makes it such an incredible few weeks and uh, an incredible result when you get over the line like they did on the weekend.
1: Now, Jade Rawlings is now South Australian because he's the winning coach of the state team. So we can get a, forget about the Tasmanian stuff. We can hold on to that. But you're now a South Aussie. And we should say, in all seriousness, uh, your first win of the season, which hopefully really starts the ball rolling for Norwood as well. Congratulations to you, coach. Now, how are you feeling on reflection after a sensational but nerve-wracking game in the end?
0: No, it was really good performance. Um, uh, what Dan just said then about what it feels like for a player. And that's what it felt like it was for players that played on Friday night that we uh, built them up and prepared them about the opportunity they had and what's gone before them and yeah when the time of need was there which is pretty much in the last quarter when the game was online they had a spirit which was evident and uh, yeah we were able to pull away in the last couple of minutes to win by a couple of goals so it's uh, very satisfying.
2: So, tweak, well done, first of all, for for getting the win and and doing a great job. You are obviously involved last year in the state program as well. Question uh, I want to ask for a lot of people out there who might not be aware, how much of a game plan do you implement in these sort of games? Uh, If I touch on WA for a second, they had a clear directive to flick the ball around, to handle it and use it by hand. How much uh, from a coach do
0: you implement? Yeah, there's obviously limitations with how long the group are together. Like, we got the group together the week building into round six. So there was a session on the Tuesday and then allowed the fullness of form over that round to be uh, able to be concluded before we picked the final squad. And then we had two sessions building into the game. And, yeah, I think if you think you're going to be able to come up with some whiz-bang game style, so it's going to win a game of State footy within a week and a half, two weeks, kidding yourself. So we had some framework about where we wanted to, um, the players to go about it. And to be quite honest, it was done probably better than what I expected. There's there's not one element of um, individualism or people trying to go outside of what was asked of them and that's been the fitting of the South Australian footy for a long time, the way we sort of researched it. So um, we had a framework, the players were able to work within that and express themselves throughout the game. So we thought it was done really well given the the period of time we had
1: together i also think that's a reflection and a credit to your coaching twig because you've obviously said to the players that you trust their ability and trust they can do what it takes to um, perform for the team so how important is that when it comes to coaching in 2023 to actually um to show your players how much you believe in them and trust them to do what they are supposed to do on a match day
0: Well, it's interesting. When you stand in front of a group that's the best players in South Australia currently in the second tier footy, it's quite easy to ask of them to get a few things done because you're dealing with mature men who have been around the block a few times. And yeah, It's a big difference when you're coaching young men who are still trying to um, get that consistency and um, earn the trust from them that they can do it under pressure and keep repeating their efforts. But when you're dealing with guys who are physically conditioned, which means they're mentally conditioned, and have the ability to influence games at the level of footy, there's not many concerns in that, that regard. So I was able to talk to them about how they come together and uh, enjoy the experience of playing together and drop the, we spoke about dropping a guard relations at Clubland for a week. Like we all have pretty odd patriotism towards our clubs but that wasn't going to help us perform better for South Australia. So... Um, we thought we set it up pretty well with how we included certain people within the coaching group and engaged other people to come and speak to the group throughout the two weeks and yeah, the result was there that it showed when the game was on the line, the pressure was there, that their spirit and their ability to stay connected was what probably helped us get over the line.
1: Seems like there was a lot of buy-in too. I'm just an outsider that um, hung around like a bad smell at, at training and also um, at the jumper presentation, but to see the the connectivity of the group and they, they genuinely seem like they just enjoyed each other's company. When when selecting the team alongside Tim Genova, it did their character have anything to do with their football skill too? That they, yeah, they can all do what it takes on the football field, but they, they do need to have that character to work together and trust one another?
0: Yeah, that was something we just kept ticking off in the selection process. We met consistently over five weeks to make sure we kept tabs on who was where within the comp, who make sure we had the true... Reflection of what real form was, and the, the process we kept going through was: Is this person going to embrace the program? Are they going to really value the opportunity to for Australia? And that was able to bear fruit. And yeah, we watched the players really enjoy each other's company, and you got some quieter fellas in there. It's not their most natural habitat to be extroverted and meet new people, but over the course of the two weeks, the fellas of the group had uh, a, developed a level of respect and trust for each other through that period.
2: Now, Twig, I touched on earlier on the show about some of the players' foot skills, and, and they certainly can still play at the level. I want to know if there's anyone from this game that stood out to you that potentially should be at the next level.
0: Yeah, I think it was one of the most key features of the game, men's, was the kicking skills. I thought they were exceptional. It's, when you've seen a ball being moved, one right into the ground, by foot and with speed, It's a lot of it reflected an AFL-level game at times. And, yeah, I think Jimmy Rowe plays above the level. Like he, you know him well, and... He's, I just think sometimes people are too good for the level and he plays AFL 40 at a level and that game the other day was exceptional. 20-odd kicks, 11 marks as a forward, as a small forward and, and his work ethic was noticeable with it's his decision-making with the exception of missing a set shot in three-quarter time, which I think we all would have banked. He uh, hardly made a mistake. I was really impressed with Marty Frederick Thought he was another player that moves and makes decisions that are like an AFL player. So I was really impressed with how he went about it. and Will Kumblis has become a good player. He consistently wins his one-on-one as a defender, both at club level and he did at state level twice now since I've been involved in the program and he's a player that I was really impressed with as well. But I thought the consistency, we didn't have many passengers Harvey and Boyd shared the ruck, he did a good job. I thought Lewis inside was really important. Sainal led like a captain, the way we asked him to. McQueen's first half was full of leadership and presence and Ballandon was able to present himself late in the game. So I think most players would say they had had good moments, and even like Harrison Magor as a 21-year-old, was able to, after probably quarter time, look really look comfortable at the level.
1: We spoke to Joey Seinall last week, and I asked you about him on Thursday. Jeez, he's such an impressive person with a really good story, which kind of reflects um, never giving up and and never losing sight of an opportunity, and he, he played really well. I'm sure you're proud of him.
0: I think it's a story that every SNFL lister player should hear. Jared, to be quite frank, he's when you're looking at Joe's two time premiership player, captain of his 100 game player, that he spent three to four years playing in the reserves and questioning whether he was good enough to play at the level. That is the type of story that should inspire others that it doesn't come to you straight away just because you want it. If you persist and develop and grow your footy at reserves level and, and trust your club and the people who are running the club, then who knows where your career can go and it doesn't mean you have to make it as a 19 or 20 year old straight away. And I feel a lot of young people these days feel as so though if they haven't made it in their first year, it's failure. And it's not the case. And uh, I think the sign or quality of person and story in relation to his career is a great example for young people looking to emerge and forge a career in AFL footy.
1: Tweet. can I change direction just for a little bit before we let you go? Um, we've seen what's happened in the AFL system over the past seven days with, with Damien Hardwick and Alistair Clarkson. You've been in the AFL system. You're now a, a head coach in the Sandfall and, of course, um, the, the Kia State game winning coach for the West End State team. How challenging is it being a head coach of a football club, no matter the level that you are at? And do you need more support externally? I'm not not talking financially or anything, but there's a lot of stuff we don't see about the challenges that you face as a person with your challenging job.
0: If people want to make comments about how easy or hard the job is and they haven't sat in the chair, then they have no right to make comments. It just staggers me that people think they know what the job is when they haven't done it. And I've worked under a number of coaches over a number of years and when they have a group around them that they feel genuine alignment and trust with, they can then do their job properly. Now, there are so many factors at the next level that you have to consider when it comes to the media, the, the expectation that gets set by the media. Like Michael Boss at the moment is being critiqued against what is the media expectation so that, that's what everyone has to now hold him, apparently hold him to account where he was engaged by a club for three years to do a job and his president was terrific, I thought, the other day in saying he's brought some great things to the club and he will be uh, our coach to his full tenure and that's exactly the type of support clubs need to provide coaches because who, who keeps copping it in the neck when they're under the pump? They go straight to the coach every time, no matter what they've done in the past. Um, now, sometimes yet, results bring pressure upon clubs and individuals but incredibly tough job and the two areas that probably were sacrificed post-COVID were recruiting and coaching. And the those structures that were in coaching departments prior to COVID were there for a reason, because they work and it's what helps the coach do his job. And the soft cap's been reduced and that makes it harder for the coach to be the coach he wants to be for his club and his players. So, yeah, I'm quite passionate about it. Cause I've seen how it works. I've seen how it doesn't work. And, uh, yeah, I just... I think for anyone to try and critique, what a, whether it's a good, easy, hard or whatever job, until you've sat in the chair of this thing, it's hard to go and make accurate comment about it.
2: Love that answer, Twig, and you're right, it's great passion, and uh, before we let you go, just want to change uh, tack quickly here, and just ask about Norwood. Now, you take on Adelaide this Friday night, what's the message to the group now? You're, you're obviously 0-6, which is a bit of a surprise probably to the group, but where is the directive uh, going from here for the rest of this season?
0: Oh, about what we can do moving forward. There's a um, the, the, the whole host of factors that contribute to where we're at at the moment and um, that don't need to be discussed publicly. But, yeah, it's not easy. You, you guys have lived it. It's not easy to get to where we got to last year and then going back it up. And that's why what you guys get at Eagles is outstanding because it is so hard to do to keep meeting the level. And when you deal with the remnants of what we got done last year, there's always prices to pay for the next year with availability and surgery and injury and conditioning and all those extra factors and we've got some new players that come in that are still learning what it takes to be a player in this comp. So that's part of the reasons where we're at. But I'm all about what we can do moving forward. I'm not into dwelling and into what we haven't done. I'm about what we, what the group can do and come off of a week where players have been able to have some time away and we launch into the next block of games. We just kept looking forward and, and trying to be as positive about what the group can do moving forward and trying to establish some stability and consistency within the team. Well good luck Twig, and congratulations
1: once again, uh, not just on the Key Estate game, but the, the way you carry yourself. I'm always blown away from it, mate. If I was good at football and I can't kick a football, I would want to play for you. So yeah, yes. we appreciate your honesty, <laughs> especially in regards to um the way you spoke about the coaches. It's absolutely outstanding, and you're a credit to your football club and your family, mate. So, Jade Rawlings, thanks for your time on the Sample Show. Uh, very kind. Thanks, Joes.